I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. You're listening to Room 104. Now, it's that time of the week where you're going to hear from some of the best Irish comedians talk about the worst gigs they've ever had to endure for therapeutic reasons, for our own entertainment as well. Joining me on the line now is somebody you will see at all of the up-and-coming comedy festivals, in particular the Vodafone Comedy Festival taking place in the Ivy Gardens next week. Fantastic festival. Mr. Bernard Casey, thank you for popping on this evening. No bother, Carmel. Thank you very much for having me. No worries. I always feel weird with this one because, you know, it is asking you to recount some of the worst gigs that you've ever <laughs> had to endure. But before before we chat about them how long are you doing stand up now I've been doing it since uh, I, my first gig was in 2011 and you know I, was, I suppose I started down in Kerry so it's a, a far cry from the, the, the comedy hubland of Dublin and, <laughs> yeah. and all that so I kind of had to do my own gigs like you know so it was completely different to the uh, the open mic scene where in Dublin you'd just be kind of floating in and out of various yeah. gigs yeah. to actually organise the gigs and try and get people to come so there were a, lot, a lot of them were uh, were scarily terrible. Um, how old were you then? Did it, eight years ago? Uh, I'm 29. Oh, so 21. Yeah, so I was 21 when I started, yeah. Oh, grand, grand. So, yeah, um, yeah that must have been interesting. Where was the first venue you did your first gig in? Well, the first one was in UC... I, well, my first ever gig was in UCC. That wasn't too bad. But then I did one in, like... Um, then one in, like... It was, like, a closed-down restaurant, but it only opened for the gig. Right. If you get me, they were like, let's open up the restaurant for the gig, you know. Yeah. We might revitalize the business. <laughs> like, this yeah. is what we've been waiting for I, for years. I, I, exactly. Like, like when I was standing on a box, just just two beer crates and a, a piece of plywood. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was like my third gig. Second, no, second gig ever. And I was just performing to friends and family and things like yeah. that. Like, which is grand. Like, you, I don't even know how it went because, like, they're <laughs> friends and family. Because they're like, oh, you're great. You're great for doing it anyway. <laughs> You know? I played you for organising it. Yeah, like, I think it's yeah. you, you dressed up well. <laughs> God, right. So then, um, do please, please tell what have been some over the last eight, eight nine years of you um, doing stand up. What have been some of the most horrific ones that you've ever wound up doing? Horrific ones. I would have to say I remember doing an open mic in in Kerry one night where we I, I was hosting it and I was just you know you're just trying to get crowds in and I got a crowd in and they were they were from there was a group in from England they were just a gang of lads clearly on the beer all yeah. day long like non-stop and they had nowhere else to go they had no no more inventory and they just sat inside so there was seven eight of them inside there and me you know the way you're doing your MC work so yeah. lad, where are you from England. You know, and I was just like, what part of England? I don't even have the energy, mate, you know? And uh, anytime I continue doing anything, they just roar abuse at you, you know? And I did this thing where I allowed the audience to write down 
jokes on the way in and I could, you know, the best joke, you know, that person will get a free drink. Yeah. And uh, these guys, they weren't even writing jokes, they were just calling me. <laughs> they were just calling me every day <laughs> under the sun. Like, and it was like, oh God, this, and you know, there was a guy I knew in the audience as well. I was like, this is just, this is hell. <laughs> That was only one, like. God. Was so was it just those seven or eight in the room with you, or did more people kind of show up? Oh, there was um, there was them, and then there was um, a, a couple in their late seventies from Derry who were down for a who were down for a romantic weekend away. Lovely. Whilst I read about read out abuse about myself from a group of men who didn't want to be there, <laughs> and there was I think a few other like half locals who were just there to support the night. Yeah, and yeah. Even say it closed down for a little quickly after that. <laughs> <laughs> Can you remember any of the insults that they came up with? Were they at least creative? Oh, no, that's the thing. See, I don't even care if they were creative. You'd laugh, you know. But it was just absolutely—it was just pure and utter wrongish. Actually, uh, come to mind, I did one for a golf golf club down in the west, out west somewhere, I'll say. And uh, there was a guy, one of the main guys in the golf club was from Germany. And I made, you know, I just made a kind of a joke about Germany. And uh, an old lady, definitely in her 70s as well, she goes, how dare you? You know, how dare you? How dare you? And I was like, it's okay. It's just a joke, you know. And uh, she was like, how dare you? And then I continued and on, on to another joke. And she just went, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I was like, it was literally, I was like, I, I, I've done the Vodafone Comedy Carnival and the Comedy Festival to lovely, and I'm being booed by a 78-year-old. This is the peak, yeah. peak comedy career. Yeah, I don't think a plumber can say that in his everyday work, you know. No, no, there you go. So, can you, what was the joke, can you remember? Was it, like, no. was this a joke that would get you kicked off Twitter? Uh, no, no, I was, you know yourself, leaders, Germany, dangerous, you know yourself. <laughs> he was the head of a golf club. How dare you? God. How dare you? Yeah, she was, and she was English as well. I thought she get it. So. Yeah, she should have been like, "Come on, guys, we're all friends here." Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, any other ones of note? Of note as well. Another. Uh, I remember doing one of these underground Irish festivals about three years ago, and I think anyone who's done anything that's called underground music festival, it's just for music. Do not try anything else because it won't work. Like, and uh, we did, we did comedy anyway, and we're on the main stage. And I swear, the stage was humongous. I mean, it was this, it was absolutely huge. It was something you'd see in, in Vicar Street, you know. Yeah. This is a gigantic tent, and there was only, I swear to God, seven people inside there, you know. This, <laughs> it was cruel. But the most entertaining, like, I was on, and people were, like, not listening, clearly. I don't think they could even hear me. I was just a dot on the stage. Yeah. And this person who came on after me, two people came in, clearly, off their faces on various substances I'd say and they just started kicking the living crap out of each other from, for, in front in the, in the front row in the front row of the stage and the guy on stage was just like there's nothing I can do about this like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so full on row just right there oh, oh yeah but like they were they just like it was it was a boy and a girl but they were just play fighting but it was very physical like they were actually slapping each other and proper you know proper order it was pure insane like the two of them were off their head god that's weird yeah 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 and there's nothing like if it was a music show and everyone else would go like hey man we're trying to enjoy the music here this is un- unacceptable but it's comedy you're kind of like is this part of it <laughs> <laughs> what's happening like, this is some sort of weird kind of uh, artistic 
yeah, uh, performance yeah, of comedy. Yeah, yeah, exactly, like something you'd see at Burning Man, you know. God, that's odd. So what happened? Did they? Did somebody say anything? Did they? Did they, they... No, no, they just continued on, and the guy on stage just said, "Guys, look, uh, I hope you have a great time, but uh, <laughs> this clearly is getting more attention than any of us are." Like, you know. <laughs> so you like just back away slowly, going, "Listen, yeah, give the yeah, people exactly. what they want." Yeah, just saying that, bloody, uh, was it this? Uh, I can like a ghost town. You know, just came on. I don't think comedy occurred at that festival ever since. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> they're like, yeah. I mean, that happened. I think at Forbidden Fruit up here as well. I think they pulled the comedy tent from Forbidden Fruit because I remember seeing it a couple of years ago. And uh, okay, Electric Picnic might be kind of different because it's so big and there's so much other stuff on. It's not just a music festival. There's a spoken word element of it as well. So I think more people are a little bit, uh, you know, open to coming down and sitting in. But I just remember seeing some of the stand up at the festivals and it's, it's just so very awkward when people are moving in and out mid-set it and there's is, music on and you can't hard. hear anything and you're like, oh. It's totally different, yeah. I like the electric picnic works because it's a designated comedy tent. Everybody knows it as the comedy tent. Yeah. There is comedy in this tent, you know? <laughs> yeah, so yeah. everybody go like, everyone goes in and sits down on the ground and chills out and whatever and, the, and then, you know, you, if you want to leave, you, you have the chance to leave when the MC is on. But like with other festivals, I found like uh, I remember they did it in a couple of others as well, where they were having it in caravans and you know like uh, spiegel tents with no seating and things like that. People were just rushing in, going, "What's happening in here?" And you could be mid joke, and people wouldn't hear the f- first part of it, but they might hear the end, and they're like, "I don't get it." You know, <laughs> they're like, "Of course you don't get it. You are here." <laughs> you know, you haven't done any of us any favors whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Over the last while, I mean, have you ever had such a bad gig that you kind of thought about packing it in? Uh, not in a proper while, you know. Like I suppose if we were, we wouldn't be getting the Vodafone if we thought that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, the last, the, the golf one, really. That was that was only about a month ago. So, oh, <laughs> yeah, that was, that's still fresh on the mind, you know. It's still a deep burn that needs to. Uh to obviously uh, heal from that but I mean over the last couple of years your your videos and the sketches that you do Kerry related about the the local gossipers and stuff like that they've done phenomenally well yeah they've done very very well in fairness um, they've been out I suppose uh, I started out doing videos like the Irish Oral and the French Oral and um, the Polish Barman and things like that oh yeah they're great and then, uh, I just found this character last year that I just ran with really and uh, it's just been a huge success and it's kind of you know it's been uh, it's been very good to me in, in, in terms of uh, support and fans and things and you know I'm getting to say the, the Vodafone Comedy Festival now at the Ivy Gardens and I'm, I'm doing the INEC in Killarney yeah. at the end of November and you know I did. I had sold out shows in Whelan last month and you know it was, it's great to get around the country and and see all these um, you know to bring your, your live materials you know prestigious venues and festivals and things and you know I, people kind of know you for the, the videos but they kind of forget you do stand up so that's kind of uh, that's handy yeah so if you haven't seen Bernard's um, kind of sketches it's it's or this character in particular I'm talking about it's just a local country gossip lad or whatever but was he based on anyone in particular that you've come across in life or how did you come up with uh, everyone seems to say that to me they're like who is this who is this oh, you your know? cousin's going is that me now you little oh, that, yeah yeah that kind of thing but as I say it's everyone and it's no one because you know you meet so many various mad characters in in in, in life in general, and I just kind of took the, ma- the mannerisms off uh, a certain few, maybe, and then the rest kind of just created itself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and they've yeah. done phenomenally well. But I suppose how how have the impact of doing those videos online? I mean, I kind of seen it more and more now that more people are are it, it nearly seems to make more sense to be doing online videos and sketches than breaking your balls oh, yeah. going around to the clubs and stuff mm-hmm, absolutely it's just it's, it's the we kind of hit it on the, on the, cur- on the upward curve really you know 
Um, you, you see a lot of other guys who are starting it who mightn't have been stand-ups but they got into it after if you get me they got into the they, yeah. got into, they started with videos and then they said oh let's try the live stuff but with, um, with comedians now we're, we, we have the live stuff already and we're getting into the videos so it's kind of uh, it's working better for us because we have the stage time you know and we have yeah. the, the experience of, the, of doing stand-ups so there's a lot of comedians who are kind of uh, taking advantage of the online thing and it's brilliant really because you know especially for country guys you know like we we you know, we can come to Dublin as much as we can, but, you know, we don't have to travel as far anymore. We don't have to travel five hours and then yeah. get back in the car and drive back home and get up for work in the morning, you know. Yeah, and contemplate yeah. life on those lonely drive homes. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's like, yes, five minutes in front of an English stag. Mm. <laughs> this is what it's about. This is, uh, this is, uh, this is what it's all about. Yeah. But, he, um, said he'd, he said he'd forward on the two euro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like okay, thanks very much, man. But um, yeah. t- today you've done a, a load of you know the festivals and fairly big gigs of your own shows and stuff like that. What have been your favourite gigs that you've done over the last few years? My favourite definitely well up there. I suppose the INEC in Killarney. I did the acoustic club there in, in April. That was great. I did the Roisin Dove recently in February. That was brilliant. I did a very very interesting gig in a place called Guinea's Gwilla. It's a small, very small village parish in East Kerry. Right. But it was a parish hall and there was 400 people inside there. Oh, that, was, that was the first time that I was like, okay, <laughs> this thing is definitely popular. <laughs> and uh, it was just great because, you know, the, the fear of seeing that crowd and but it actually for it to go well was, was a class. And supposedly every man in Cork was, was deadly. I did a, really, uh, did a sold-out show there in May. And that was, yeah, you know, when you do something like that, I kind of did a mixture of stand-up comedy and character and interactive with, with, a, with a live screen behind me and things. So I'm... You know, all those type of things were, were um, those type of shows were definitely the highlight. Um, yeah, so that's the one you got videoed. Was it down the Everyman? Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah, I got that one video. Just put up little, little snippets of it, you know, online. Just to, I can't give too much of it away. Or else I can <laughs> you it can't sell it. You know, you can't yeah. sell that shit. God damn it! What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing, kid? You're shooting yourself in the foot here. But come here. How does the how do the character comedy bits translate on stage when you do them? Yeah, I suppose. Um, I suppose I'm doing it a bit of a, with a year now on stage where I introduced the character and I suppose it was a bit of a te- kind of a you know a teething process at the beginning yeah. it, was, it was it was trying to get right I, I, I kind of use old school Irish storytelling but I mix that with um, severe audience abuse <laughs> and it works fine <laughs> you know oh lovely it's just kind of is that like I would I, you say abuse it's just like you know that old school Irish cutting yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. it's harmless, but it's it's uh, you feel it, <laughs> and and then you use that as a kind of a, as a stimulus into your story. You know, yeah. And then you just tell a story. But I have found that uh, like people do not have the attention spans as they used to before because technology has ruined us all. And um, I'm shortening the stories to quicker. Like I'm shortening them into gags. Oh, you no, serious? Are you you're noticing people at your gigs are kind of like tuning out, or? Well, like you, you'd notice that if you, if you went down along with the story, and the next thing he walked down the road, they're like, "Get to the point, man!" Right? You okay, know? yeah, yeah. It's just, I suppose, when the whole rest, I found myself when the whole show was gag, 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 joke, 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 and then you're telling a long story. Right? Yeah, interrupts the rhythm maybe a bit of the flow. Of yeah. They've been through a lot of the show already. So you need to yeah, kind of wrap it up. Just be quicker and snappier. It's, it's more effective. You need to wrap it into 280 characters so you can tweet it out and then job done. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, come here. What's, uh, what's coming up next then, gig-wise and stuff? Gig-wise, now I have the... I'm in Ballyhoig in Kerry next Thursday. The Vodafone Comedy Festival in July. Who yeah. are you on with there, do you know? Have you seen the, your lineup? I'm with the wonderful File Arms and Hog. Ah, amazing. 
yeah, so it's great. It's great to kind of have, you know, I suppose they're like the real standard bears when it comes to sketch comedy, you know. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, it's good to kind of have that kind of a mix. And uh, Kevin McGarren's on the bill as well. He's great, you know. So uh, looking really looking forward to that. And I do the electric picnic as well this year. Oh, daily. Yeah, so that's going to be good fun. Yeah, uh, so on, loads of on, chances. On the Sunday, don't know what time or when. But at some stage on the Sunday. Some stage on the Sunday, but like if it's a Kerry Dublin All Ireland final, then I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's <laughs> yeah, like I might have to vacate that spot because there's uh, yeah, priorities. Yeah, just give it up for someone else, kind of thing. Yeah. But uh, Bernard, come here, right? Thanks for popping on this evening and talking. No worth problem. Gigs. At all. And um, <laughs> someone wants to see your sketches, which I do highly recommend. Go see them because they're hilarious. Everything I said from the Irish oral ones in school to the to the local gossip by hosts like Half Fair Pledges. You heard about your one? Where can people find you online? You can find me on Facebook on Bernard Casey Comedy, uh, Instagram Bernard.Casey.Comedy, and of course just Google the name Bernard Casey on YouTube, and it'll come straight up. And happy days, and you'll see that's him. The whole pile, that's the whole pile with my name, like. <laughs> There's uh, loads of stuff out there that you'll see, and again, best of luck at the Vodafone Comedy Festival next month on Electric Picnic. I'm sure loads of people will be jumping in to see it. Great, thank you very much. I appreciate it, and thanks very much for having me on. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money.